Hey, this is Jonathan. I'm in Venice in Italy today. And recently I've been doing a lot of book reviews that make you feel kind of like optimistic, happy about the state of the world perhaps. So I wanted to do one, balance it out a little bit that will make you think that everything is FUBAR. Great acronym. By the way, it stands for fucked up beyond all recognition or repair according to Wikipedia. Thanks, thanks military for that one. So this book shows how journalism has died in the digital age as a result of how the economics of the internet reward the worst behavior from journalists and news websites. subtitle of the book is Confessions of a Media Manipulator. The author is a PR consultant who would cleverly orchestrate the media to draw millions of eyeballs to whatever offer, or cause, or client he was promoting. He says, conning the con man is one of life's most satisfying pleasures. In the first chapter of the book, he describes dressing all in black in the middle of the night to go vandalize his very own billboards to create a clickbait-worthy scandal, which just sounds like great fun to me. In the book, he describes the trading up media hack. I'd start with using Haro to get quoted on a blog that didn't care much about credentials. Then use that piece as a marker of authority to justify inclusion in a more reputable publication on how to go viral. The most powerful predictor of virality is how much anger an article provokes. I made it my strategy to manufacture chatter by exploiting emotions of high valence arousal and indignation on fact-checking. The link economy encourages blogs to point their readers to other bloggers who are saying crazy things, to borrow from each other without verification, and to take more or less completed stories from other sites add a layer of commentary, and turn it into something they call their own. On trust, he talks about how just because something is written down, we assume, erroneously a lot, that it must be more credible than something that someone just says. Studies have shown that the brain experiences reading and listening in profoundly different ways. They activate different hemispheres for the exact same content. We place an inordinate amount of trust in things that have been written down. On snarkiness. 
To be called a douche is to be branded with all the characteristics of what society deigns to hate but can't define. It's a way to dismiss someone entirely without doing any of the work or providing any of the reasons. On fake news, the process is simple. Create a pseudo event, trade it up the chain, elicit real responses and action, and you've altered reality itself. From here, we get the defining feature of our world today, a blurred line between what is real and what is fake, what actually happens and what is staged. For example, in 2002, Vice President Dick Cheney leaked bogus information to an attention-hungry reporter for the New York Times, and then mentioned his own leak on Meet the Press to help convince us to invade Iraq. Probably like yourself, I almost never watch the mainstream media. Fox, CBS, NBC, CNN, BBC. However, there's a couple of alternative media channels and personalities that I follow because they are more anti-disestablishmentarian. Their programs are not interrupted every 10 minutes by advertisements by Pfizer or Ford. However, after reading this book, I have even less trust in the alternative media because I can see how they are potentially compromised as well by the unfortunate economics of the internet that reward quantity over quality that rewards scandal over veracity. How to combat fake news. So this book confirms what I said in the high leverage information diet, which is to spend more time reading books and less time reading articles. Reason being is that anyone writing a book is looking at a minimum investment of at least $900 just to get the book edited. Anyone writing a book has a significant investment in time, resources, and their long-term reputation all tied up in the veracity of the book. And this is really a stark contrast to a blogger or a online journalist who has to bang out three articles or three articles a day, right? I'll encourage you to not read or watch the news. And if you don't have to read or watch the news because there's a story that you just have to be up to date on, I'll encourage you to have a, just a little bit of patience and wait until the story is a couple of days or ideally weeks or months old and the stories and analyses that will come out after this time has elapsed are just going to be all the more accurate and present a much more holistic version of events than the breaking news is. Thanks to the current US elections, we're perhaps living in an age where more eyeballs, <laughs> and my eyeball, are transfixed than ever before by the breaking news. We have this 
epic showdown between an iconic, egotistical billionaire and a Machiavellian, double-faced super politician, right? It's, it's, it's pretty great television, <laughs> if we're honest. And uh, I bet you, though, that in a couple of years, books will be written about this election that reveal that things are happening under the surface, unreported, that are almost totally contrary to what you're seeing now, today, on the breaking news. Get your ads from online sources that are not economically compromised. So the more ads you see surrounding the news in the header, footer, in the sidebars, around the news you're reading, the more likely that the veracity of that news and their reporting and the, the journalistic integrity has been compromised by the factors that are described in this book. And this is a big reason why I've never had pay-per-view ads on my website or YouTube channel. I've always made my money via affiliate commissions and by coaching, which means that my economic incentive is to make recommendations of products and services, technology, biohacking tools that are going to get people the best results, really help them with their biohacking goals and challenges so they keep coming back and buying more, right? I've always known that as soon as I installed ads on my website, I would become a slave to the page view. Nowadays, we see some alternative media sources that serve the news and they make money either via selling supplements, selling some type of like proprietary product, they accept donations, or they sell books that are related to their ethos as a, as a uh, journalistic organization. And these seem like imperfect, but substantially better economic models of journalism to me than being paid tiny fractions of a cent per page view that an article or video does, right? And some examples of these, which, which I like, would be um, like Infowars.com, Stefan Molyneux's Free Domain Radio, or Mike Cernovich of Danger and Play. I'll add a bit of a silver lining to the pessimistic conclusions presented here. So whenever a newsworthy event happens, what do you see around the, the periphery of the event? Well, what you see is a bunch of people holding their cell phones out recording the event, right? And it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's a pretty weird thing as opposed to these people, you know, trying to keep their wits about them to sit, stay safe or as opposed to them like actually enjoying the a distinctive experience of whatever is going on. Instead, you have just a, a crowd of people, a mob of people or whatever, who are transfixed 
by narcissistically recording this event on their little rectangular devices, right? And there've been a couple, there've been uh, more than a handful of recent instances where some really scandalous news story broke and the public shaming and hysteria began in earnest, but then a grainy, shaky, recording, cell phone, smartphone video, CCTV video came into the public light of what actually happened and it revealed what actually happened and it derailed whatever the, whatever the, the high valence, as Ryan Holiday would describe it, narrative was, whatever, whatever that like emotional, enraged, promoting narrative was, it got revealed as a farce. So this, I think, is, even though it's a, it's a weird behavior, we gotta ask ourselves, in a future where nearly everything is recorded digitally, will the fake news still be as prevalent? Maybe not. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. I encourage you to go ahead and buy this book. He, he really does describe a lot of things that just make you shake your head about the absurdity of how the media communicates with us about the vital things that we need to know about the world. So I encourage you to go ahead and pick up this book through the link below. If you found this video useful, go ahead and hit the subscribe button now. And I look forward to an ongoing conversation with you. This video series is going to present some cutting edge biohacking techniques and tactics.